You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to the final News from the Nerds podcast of 2021, your midweek news show brought to you by the Formula Nerds. And this week, it's just me and Abby. So, Abby, how are you? I'm good. It feels strange without James and Grace here, doesn't it? It does. It does feel very strange. But we'll we'll get straight into it because we haven't got a lot of time. So the first bit of breaking news we're bringing you, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, is that Sir Lewis Hamilton will not retire. Uh, it was announced. Abby, I don't know if you want to take it from here. You're the one who covered it on our website. Yeah, so it was announced on motorsport.com Italia that Hamilton has told Mercedes he will be racing with them for 2022, despite the rumours speculating he was going to retire and hang up his helmet. That, for one, makes me very happy because I don't want him to retire. I'm glad he's not. I feel like he can, he'll come back with a different strength, another fight in him to rival Max next year. Yeah, I do. Th- I do feel like he'll he'll gain a little bit more, bit bit more of a fan base. I think next year as well because he's got he's yeah. got that kind of underdog story for next year now. How he was you know done wrong in the final of last of last year. So yeah, maybe maybe he'll get the sympathy vote from from me for next year. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, but, definitely. But obviously, coming out of Abu Dhabi, uh, the incident that started it all was Nicholas Latifi. And his big crash that set off the safety car and a whole domino effect of events happened after that. Um, and he has received quite a bit of hate on uh, on social media. And he has released a statement. I, I won't I won't cover the whole statement. 
you can go on our Twitter and it's on there. But um, Nicholas TV has basically said that he's received quite a lot of hate and it's a bit of a representation of what social media is like uh, for sports for sports people. You know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And it was kind of just Nicholas TV pointing out that. Um, Abby, have you got any sort of comments to make on this? I'm glad that he has come out and spoken about it and shown like the situation regarding it. But it's sad that he's had to come out and speak out against online abuse because it shouldn't be happening in the first place. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. The statement he made was quite Canadian of him as well. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't going after anybody. It was simply just pointing it out and saying, you know, let's let's not let's not try and not do this in in the future, um, which is very very gracious of him. And I, th- I think he accepts the fact that you know sports people have got to go through this. I, I think there's always going to be haters out there, um, as unfortunate as it is. But uh, but yeah, it's just like you said, it's unfortunate that he even had to make. That kind of that kind of statement. Yeah, and all all his fellow um, drivers on the grid have all supported him as well and shared his message to get the message out there and across to everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, in the theme of closing with the season, we obviously had the big FIA awards. Abby, I don't know if you, could we watch that? Could we watch that? I don't know. I don't, I didn't. I don't know if you did you. I I did didn't anyone? even know it was televised. To be honest with you, no. But. Um, but anyway, just to round off the kind of awards, obviously Max got his hands on the trophy. Abby, I, did. I, I know as, as a Lewis Hamilton fan, you're probably not that happy about that. <laughs> well, he did deserve it, even though it pains me to say that, but he did deserve it. He did well this season. Cole will quote that. He deserved it. We're not going to get that out of you again. Um, <laughs> and then, interestingly enough, Lewis Hamilton was personality of the year for the FIA. He was. He was, after everything he's done with the Hamilton Commission, his helmets for LGBTQ and re-raced as one. But there is another driver on the grid who has also done a lot with LGBTQ rights and the environment, Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, I mean, for his work like on and off the track, I think Seb should have got it. But I think yeah. this is kind of a... Uh... I don't know, like a little pity award for Lewis. Like a little, okay, you haven't <laughs> won the big one, but we'll give you a little one just to just yeah. to admit that, you, you know, you bring a lot of a lot to the sport. Um, well, there, yeah. did you see on Twitter, there was this little boy who was at the awards who was supposed to present Lewis with his Personality of the Year award. And this little boy was so sad that Lewis didn't turn up and wasn't there and he even had a helmet with a star on as a replica. Oh, bless Why not? Actually, do you know what? On that note, I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Despite everything that happened, okay, do you think Lewis should have gone to the FIA Awards? Um, well, it's expected, isn't it, for all the drivers to it, go? It is mandatory. And I, there is an investigation, I believe, into his absence. There is, yeah. I get, I get why he didn't after everything that happened. It was controversial. It's painful for him and heartbreaking. I can see why he didn't, but it is mandatory to go. So I understand why he didn't, but in my opinion, he should have gone. He should have gone just because it is, you know, even if he went, you know, it's kind of, it seems petty to me. Yeah. Even if even if you're that wronged by an organisation, an organisation that you that you race for, you know, Valtteri was there. 
And I know he hasn't got any, you know, ties to Mercedes now, but, you know, he was there and he stepped up and he was representing the whole of Mercedes. Um, and I think he did a brilliant job of it. But, um, yeah, I think Lewis should have been there just because it gives, if anything, it gives him another stage to to show how, you know, how this was a little bit wrong, this decision that the, the FIA made. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I think the same of Toto as well. I think he should have gone as well. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, so moving on, um, I don't know if you've heard about this, Abby, but the Belgian the Belgian GP was a bit of a mess this year. Oh yeah, I, was that the race that wasn't really a race? I mean, it was. Think... We we had qualifying. It was a very wet qualifying. Um, it was where I think it was Lando Norris crashed. And then we had a George William, uh, George Williams, <laughs> that might as well be his name, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, George Russell earned himself his first Williams podium, but there was actually no race. We had a little bit of qualifying, but there was actually no race. But now the Belgian GP organisers have offered compensation. And I'm going to put that in little quotation marks because it's not really compensation. They've given them uh, F1 TV passes for a year, um, which often doesn't actually broadcast live F1. No. And then they've also been entered into a prize pool for next year's Belgian GP tickets. So not even even tickets for next year. They've just given them the opportunity to buy tickets (laughs) for next year before anyone else. Yeah, that that doesn't really seem like the proper compensation that they should have got. I don't know why they're not being refunded. I mean, it's very strange. It's very strange. But I think that sums up the FIA this year, to be honest with you. It really does kind of... Because they should have stepped in at least and said, look, we'll at least refund your ticket. Like, you don't have to give them anything in return. Just refund the ticket. Because obviously a lot of people... It's one of the biggest races on the calendar. It uh, is. It's a fan favourite. It's a fan... It's one of my favourite tracks. So, you know... If I was there and, you know, it was rained off, yeah, absolutely, okay, safe safe to be, you know, it wasn't safe to go racing on Sunday and I will, you know, I'll totally agree with that. But the fact that there was no compensation at all is a little bit out of order. As you know, it's a lot out of order. It's, it's a lot out of order. It is, yeah. It's Because like you say, the prize draw, it's not even a guarantee. It's no. an opportunity. You're not even guaranteed to do it, so... I mean, how much yeah. of a mug are you going to look? You've spent, I don't know, that's an astronomical <laughs> amount of money for a full weekend of F1 racing. You turn up, it gets rained off, you try and claim for a little bit of compensation, and then the FIA basically turn around many, many months later. They've only just decided this now. <laughs> many, many months later and say, look, we'll give you an F1 TV pass and maybe you'll get to go next year. And that's pretty much what they've done, which is... Very weird. Which is the complete opposite of the view about the 2022 Bahrain Grand Prix, who have said that if the COVID situation gets worse, then people with full tickets will get a full refund. See, that's that's the spirit, isn't it? That's the spirit. But I think, yeah, I think more and more GP organisers will have to implement this because obviously Omicron is getting stronger by the day. <laughs> it is. Which is... 
which is a little bit scary. But hopefully it'll be gone by the time 2022 season rolls around. Fingers crossed it will be. Fingers crossed. But speaking of next year, news from this morning from my beloved Ferrari team is they will Here we go. they will announce their 2022 car uh, between the 16th and 18th of February, uh, which was very exciting. But we've only heard positive things from Marinello about this car for 2022. We've got a great driver lineup uh, in Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. And speaking of Carlos Sainz, he is looking to get a contract extension. And it looks like it's going to happen around the same date as the car launch. Um, does he deserve it, Abby? Yes, he does. He definitely does. Correct. This answer. year... <laughs> is there a wrong one for you as a Ferrari fan? No, he deserves it. He deserves it. No, he does. He's done amazing this year. He got used to the car really quickly and he's been the most consistent driver on the grid, finishing every race. So yeah. he definitely deserves the extension. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think if 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 Ferrari get the car together, if you know, if they deliver on their promise, um I think I think the Sofosi are going to have a great year this year, honestly. I think, is it confirmed that we've had a 23-race calendar now, or is that for 2023? I think it's confirmed for 2022. 2022. So there we go, 23 races, and we just have to not drop the ball in any of them races, and that'll be fine. But um, (laughs) quick stat for you, actually. Ferrari were the top top uh, consecutive scorers point scorers this year out of all the teams including Ferrari uh, including sorry Red Bull and Mercedes so take that Max Verstappen (laughs) they are definitely back the Ferrari fans and the drivers they are are back I do hope so speaking of right so I need to ask you a question so obviously you're a McLaren girl as well I am does this scare you slightly I feel like it would be illogical to say that it doesn't scare me because Ferrari have done amazingly and I feel like 2022 could be their year. But I think McLaren will be there as well. They will be fighting every step of the way. It will be a battle between the two. I just, I don't know if you'll be able to compete with our driver lineup. I really don't. Because, like, <laughs> you know, I've spoke about Danny before on this podcast. You have. I have spoke about Danny before. And although... He's a good-looking lad, and I'll give it to he him. Is. He's got very nice teeth. I'll give it. I'll give him that as well. <laughs> but he's on his way out. Bless him. He's on his way out. His years of winning championships are past him. We have at Ferrari two legitimate drivers who could contend for a world title. I'll give you Lando Norris. I will give you Lando Norris, even though he hasn't convinced me this year that he could be a world champion. I'll give you Lando. Thank you. That's very kind of you to give you Lando. I'll give you Lando. But uh, but yeah, do do you see in 2022 Ferrari beating out McLaren again or do you reckon McLaren's going to... I feel like McLaren could be what the, one of the teams to nail the 2022 car. Lando will definitely have an amazing season. He will perform race after race. Daniel Ricciardo, I'm not sure. If he gets to grips with the car... Early on, he could do well, but I'm not sure yet. It depends. I, I mean, want to say yes. That pretty much sums up the whole 2022 season so far, doesn't it? We, we don't really <laughs> know what is going to happen. We um, don't. 
So yeah, it should be. It will be a very, very interesting year. So obviously, one last piece of news uh, from the Ferrari and from Maranello is that Mick, Sh- uh, Mick Schumacher, Mick, Mick Schumacher, Mick Schumacher, um, and Antonio Giovinazzi will be the reserve drivers for 2022, which I think is is awesome. Uh, it is. It is pretty cool. Keeping it in the family, as they call it. Um, yeah. Antonio, I'm quite happy about. He's quite a seasoned, seasoned-ish driver at the moment. Um, but he's, he's like Nico Hülkenberg. He'll help you out in a pinch. And, yeah, he's had a so-so season at Alfa Romeo. You know, not really much to say about Antonio. Um, no offence, Antonio, if you are listening. No <laughs> but Mick, now this is the interesting one. Now... Abby, stop me if I'm being too controversial here. Okay. okay. But I haven't seen much from Mick that tells me, okay, this kid's going to be special. This kid's going to be, okay, this is Ferrari's future. After Charles gone, Mick's going to be there. Yeah, I agree. He hasn't really shone much this year, but Bonotto thinks that he's had a great performance and has shown what he can do. I don't know whether it's just the car with the Haas being the worst car on the grid that his talents are limited, but yeah, I, I see the car thing. Like I see it, you know. I jump to the defence of Nikita Mazepin quite often for, you do. for for no real reason, other than the fact I want to be a little bit controversial, a little bit different. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Mick Mick he crashed more times than Nikita this year, and I think I think people skip over that because his surname is. Schumacher um, but obviously you know he's an F2 world champion so maybe we just haven't seen the best of him yet um, and you know it's, it's, it's good to get him in the car early definitely because all of these changing regulations um, and who knows 2022 these new drivers might get used to them a lot quicker uh, than, these, than these old guys so they've got a good blend there of reserve drivers of young and old not that old but experienced and not experienced um, yeah. So yeah, should should add a little bit of spice to the end of next year, which is nice. It should. I think it will be exciting to see Mick in a Ferrari and see what he can do in a better car. Yeah, I I, I sincerely hope that he can continue his father's legacy, and yeah, I I think a, a Ferrari seat will will cement that. Abby, can you tell us what is going on over Christmas at the Formula Nerds? So. All of our writers have written various feature articles that will be coming out over Christmas on different topics from teams, constructors, opinion pieces, everything you need, as well as having some new podcasts as well. The season review part two will be coming out where Ollie and Bridge, you were on that show, I believe, with Sam. And Sam is a newcomer to the podcast and he will be there too. And we have the Formula Nerds Awards, where we discuss our own opinions and our fan opinions on the season, as well as much more. So remember to stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. And that's it, I guess. Uh, That was a quick little news roundup for all you guys. Uh, So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Abby, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Thank you, you too. Yeah, well, we will see you guys in the next one. Cheers.
Sports Social Podcast Network.